Hi, this is Hope. This is Kareem. Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to No Meat Athlete Radio. So, Matt, it's great to see you today. I know. Video. Yeah. Look at us coming into the into <laughs> 2020s. We, uh, if you're listening to this, then you obviously aren't watching us, but we are going to be releasing this on YouTube as well, and uh, and we're trying we're trying video. It's just you know it's we, we tried this once before. We had like multiple cameras set up. Uh, we were in person. It was awkward and a disaster. And um, so here we're just we're just zooming it. We're just as basic as can be, right? Right. Just like our regular podcast, basically, except we're wearing clothes this time. I got fully <laughs> dressed. I did. I did my hair, kind yeah. of, and uh, I put water on my hair. And that's what I did. Yeah, nice. And good. Well, you're looking good. You're looking. It's been a while since I've seen you, so it's nice to nice to see you. Yeah. So if you want to watch this, uh, you can go to YouTube. Our channel, I think, is just No Meat Athlete. If you Google that, you'll find it. Uh, yeah. Like I said, nothing nothing fancy about these videos. But if you for some reason like to see us while we talk, while you listen, then you can go to that. Um, we are continuing our our thing today, our little new new initiative of answering common questions. A lot of them are are aimed at people who are considering a plant-based diet, just because I think that's who asks the most questions. Um, but you know, they're kind of just about plant-based diets in general. Um, so we're, we're continuing with that before we get to that, Doug, anything, anything new with you? The fall is here and I don't know, fall. kind of, kind of in a routine with the family doing, doing family things, doing soccer, doing all that. But, uh, yeah, we're 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 falling into a bit of a routine with this second kid. I think um, we sent Eliza back to school last week, uh, or back to preschool, which is was we had we didn't intend to do that um, with a newborn in the house, but it just became obvious that we needed to do it, and the school's taking a lot of precautions, so I felt pretty comfortable with that. So doing that, but um, but along the theme of today's episode, you know, a big a big hold up, I think. We're going to be talking about how to go vegan, and I think probably the biggest when you say, "Oh, I'm vegan," the biggest comeback, you know, aside from the whole protein thing, is uh, is I could never do that because I could never give up cheese, right? Do you think that's yeah. still a fair thing to say? Yeah, um, I mean that is that all these years in that is still the question. I mean, not not I wouldn't say it's a question; it's just like an immediate like, well, it's not an option for me because I'm addicted to cheese, and I think everyone sort of thinks they're unique in their like need for cheese <laughs> yeah and they said well like i couldn't because i i need cheese uh but it turns out everybody loves cheese right i mean yeah everyone does and apparently there's some sort of casomorphine in there or someone some something like that um <clears throat> which i don't honestly know what that is i know casein is the the animal protein that is prevalent in a lot of cheese um or in dairy in general uh so i don't know what casomorphine is but it's somehow it's really it's re- the explanation for why it is actually addictive in some way mm-hmm well, you know, nowadays there's there's quite a few vegan options. There's you know some like shredded cheese that you know is pretty good for pizza and stuff like that. There's uh, but at least the best cheese that um, that you can buy at the grocery store that I've found is the Miyoko's Miyoko's cheese, um, and then she has a mozzarella cheese that I really like, and then also this kind of soft cheese spread um, that is that is absolutely delicious and. Katie throughout like pregnancy was going through like these little short phases where she was kind of obsessed with one particular food. And what we found is that, uh, in nursing phase, so postpartum had the baby, what she's obsessed with right now is like 
crackers with that spread that cheese oh, yeah. spread on it i mean it's what, like what cheese is, is it the the um yellow one i want to say it's purple but i'm not actually sure no, I mean the color of the of the cheese. Because Miyoko's cheese is like she has those little rounds that you actually could spread those on things. Is this that other one? Uh, oh, cheers to cheddar. Is it that? No, mm-mm. not that. One. No, it, it's a round. It's a, it comes oh, in it's a, a circle. Okay. Uh, but it, but it's really soft. Like it's not something you would like slice. It's 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 a spreadable cheese, a cheese spread. Um. Uh. But anyway, so like she's been just. I mean, devouring this stuff, and it's not cheap. I mean, it's, no, it's I mean, it's like cheap. ten dollars a round or something. And she, yeah. you know, we've been going through like one every other day or something. Like just, I don't know, a lot of them. But it's been what she wanted, so you know, we're, we're cool with it. But I was talking, I was like, I was like, hey, you know, this stuff is not cheap. We uh, we should be careful. She's like, well, I wonder if there's a way to make it. And and I mentioned that you've talked about how you've been making cheese and you got all this stuff for Aaron to make cheese. But I, I have no idea how it works. So uh, <laughs> I, I know there's like a bunch of cookbooks and stuff like that. So, you know, I'll, I'll dive in there. But like, how, how does it actually work? What are you making your cheeses out of? Well, I would start by saying like, if if you actually are listening to this episode thinking you want to go vegan, and but you can't give up cheese, <laughs> I, I wouldn't say like the first step is learn how to make vegan cheese. <laughs> learn how to make your own Right, cheese. because like... It, I guess, yes, it will be cheaper than, than buying Miyoko's cheeses, for sure. Um, and I think it turns out better than what you can buy in a store, usually just because it's sort of fresher and you can control more things about it. Um, but, I mean, what's, what's there now is so good. It's not like it's not like 10 years ago when the vegan cheese offerings were, were awful, or at least, you know, mediocre. Um, so you really can buy it and, and be totally fine if you want to, if, you don't, if you're worried about missing cheese. But if you are the person who likes to do that sort of thing... Um, I have dipped my toe into it a little bit uh, with my wife. Um, we've only really made, we've made a couple. We've made mozzarella and we've made cashew or uh, truffle cheese sort of spread. Um, both of those are like, inst- not, not instant, but like they're less than one day of, of making. I think may- maybe the truffle cheese one is an overnight sitting thing. Okay. Um, I haven't had, had the patience to do any that are actual aging of cheeses. Because that, you know, actual real cheese when it is made um develops flavor from aging and and uh whatever it is i don't know if it's fermentation but the but the culturing process that happens that takes time and that's like where the depth of the flavor comes from so you can do that with vegan cheeses if you i think usually you would buy acidophilus uh which is a you know a, a probiotic um that will actually do the culturing just like in yogurts um so you can do that it takes a while you, you age it i haven't done any of it but i think that's re- how you make really good delicious cheeses uh the ones i've done are the mozzarella um I have followed Miyoko's book for that. She has a book called, this is the same Miyoko who makes the, sells these cheeses. Um, I think it's called Artisan Vegan Cheese. And there's a pretty simple mozzarella recipe in there. And then the, the cashew cheese spread that I did uh, with, the, with the truffle oil, I think it's, I think it's truffle oil. No, maybe it was truffle salt in it. Um, that's from Julie Pyatt's book, uh, which is called This Cheese is Nuts. So those are two good cheese books if you want to check that out. Um, but like the mozzarella, that's, I don't know, that's the one we've done the most. So I'm just, that's what comes to mind. Um, that one, you really just like, you start with almond milk yogurt. You can make your own if you want to use a different recipe in the book, but you, we just bought almond milk yogurt from Whole Foods. Um, you blend it with some olive oil and a little bit of salt. Maybe one other thing. I forget. Nothing, nothing fancy. Uh, there's a similar recipe you can do that actually starts with soaked cashews and you just, you know, kind of, instead of a yogurt, you're, you're starting with cashews um and then that just sits at like 80 degrees for 8 to 24 hours whatever you're willing to do we've only really done it 
like on the day we're going to be making pizza at night, we start that in the morning and it just sits for that amount of time, um, you know, just like until dinner time. And, you know, it really does taste more sour by the end of that amount of time. And it starts to get that cheesy, you know, funk or tang to it or whatever, whatever that would be. Uh, and then like, it's amazing what happens next. Like after that time, it's still just this gooey stuff, like the texture of yogurt, even thinner than yogurt. Um, but then you start heating it up. You put in a couple like thickening agents, like uh, carrageenan is one. And then, um, oh, I'm totally blanking on the the stuff. It'll come to me or I'll look it up. But anyway, you put in a few little things that, that this seems like the most unnatural part of it. Like you're adding these things that will thicken it. Although I'm sure with real cheese, there's actual thickening that happens too. And they put things in there. Um, and then, and then it's magical after that, you, you set up a bowl of ice water, you dip an ice cream scoop in this mixture that is thickening in the pot. Uh, and then as soon as it touches that, that ice cold water, it like hardens into something that feels like mozzarella cheese balls, like those, you know, huh. yeah, it's really neat how that part works. Um, and then it's ready to go and then that's it. I mean, it's, it's simple and, and it's amazing. Mozzarella is one of the ones that for some reason is to me is mind blowing in how close the texture uh, and even the taste gets like the taste is a little bit different, but it's really not that far. And, and the texture of, of fresh mozzarella, it just seemed like something you wouldn't be able to get from, from vegan stuff, but, uh, you can. Sounds, sounds easy enough. Sounds cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I would do it if it was, if you are interested in like making this stuff yourself, I, as far as like a saving money or like, this is the practical way to have vegan cheese. I don't know if I would, I don't know if I'd go with that. <laughs> it's fun if you want to get into it, but I, I yeah. wouldn't say it's a time saver. All right. Well, maybe uh, maybe nobody athlete can start selling it, and then <laughs> sure. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, we're talking today about uh, going vegan. How to yes. go vegan? Answering that question. How do you go vegan? And actually, this is one that um, just recently a friend from soccer, one of the one of the soccer moms uh, of my son's team, asked me about it. Uh, their family's vegetarian. They're wanting to become vegan, and she was asking me like, how do you actually make that transition? Uh, so we'll speak to that. We'll also speak to if you're just eat, uh, eating an omnivorous diet right now, how do you get to plant-based, uh, whether that for you that's vegan or, or almost vegan or what. Um, but actually, anytime I do an interview, this one always comes up. People, like for some reason, that's always like the last question. Like how, if someone wants to do this, how would you recommend they, they get started? Um, so it is, it's a really good question. And we both have our own kind of ways that you and I got there. Um, yeah. So we can talk about those. Um but for both of us, I would say it was a gradual process. Neither of us overnight just went vegan. And honestly, I don't know many people who, who do that. I mean, I know a lot of people who do it. I don't know a lot of people who, who that's the way that they made it stick. Um, there are lots and lots of people who go watch Game Changers or Forks Over Knives or whatever and then decide that they're done eating meat and cheese and things. Um, and it might last a couple days or a week, but usually those people don't tend to make it stick. Um, and so I think that's the real power of going slowly is, I mean, first of all, it's kind of easier. It's just easier on your mind and your body and just, I don't know, it's just, it's just less of a uh, drastic, you know, complete 180 in how you're, how you're eating. Um, so obviously that's going to lead to less uh, situations where you might slip up or, you know, get your willpower just drains and then you say, okay, that's enough. I'm, I'm giving up on this today. It's like just too good. Uh, to, to to eat the food I'm used to eating, um, so like that's the obvious benefit of taking it slow and going with this this small steps approach that we talk about all the time. Uh, I think the less obvious one though is that like when you as you go in smaller steps, you 
kind of buy yourself a lot more time to get used to these this different way of doing things, of cooking meals, planning meals, uh, going to friends' houses, like at a party, uh, going out to eat at restaurants, going on road trips. I mean, all these situations that you don't really think about as maybe food situations that you need to navigate, but you do. If, if you can only eat plants, if you're completely vegan, uh, it is quite a change going to those things because most of the things there, you're not going to find, you know, anything to eat, uh, including things like travel, road trips. I mean, there are, if you know what to do, you can find stuff nowadays. Um, but it, you know, it just, to me, if you can, if you can spend a few weeks where you're like kind of limited in your choices because you've now gone to vegetarian or you're even like the way I did it, I didn't go straight vegetarian. I went, uh, for a year, I didn't eat four-legged animals. That was like the thing I was willing to give up when I, I started feeling badly about eating animals. Like that was one of my original motivations was an ethical thing, not not a fitness or health one. Um, and I felt the most badly when I would eat cows and pigs because they, to me, seemed the most like dogs and honestly the most like people. Um, so that's what I cut out first. And I did that for like a whole year and I thought that was all I was ever going to do. But that year turned out to be really valuable because it's really not too hard, but it is still kind of a step if you're going to someone's house for dinner you have to say hey by the way like i haven't been eating uh beef or steak or or anything with four legs so like you have to have this little conversation and and that is easier than the one that is hey i'm coming to your house for dinner you can't make anything that has animal products in it because i can't eat that because then they're like what what you know what are they gonna do right, they, right. if they if they're not used to cooking that way so i i think that's really helpful um translates just like going out to restaurants you know suddenly half the menu was off limits but the other half wasn't and i could still get the chicken and fish and things and i would start to learn to pick restaurants that would have more of that uh and then it's uh, it goes without saying kind of how how that would then move into plant-based you just limit more and more things and then eventually you're you're pretty close to there yeah i mean i think i think that you're exactly right it just gives you an opportunity to figure out what you don't know and, and what you need to figure out right um to, to learn what you need to figure out if you jump all in then, uh, you know, things like supplements or things like um, parties, you know, maybe you haven't thought that part through. And so if you're doing it more gradually, then you have an opportunity with less stress and less uh, consequence, I guess, um, of, of kind of, you know, saying, oh, yeah, I guess I should probably think this through and I guess I should come up with a plan. Um, and, and so that then when you actually do it, you, you, you have much better strategy around it. Yes. Not to mention, like, that when you make the choice to go vegan or plant-based, it's easy to forget, this goes back to the cheese thing, that comes with a whole lot of, like, second-guessing. Like, for me, I remember it was just like, oh my gosh, if I do this, I will, and and I would think in terms of always, never, like, I will never be able to eat buffalo wings again. This food that I loved so much. And there weren't a lot of good replacements back then. Uh, So I think when you're just kind of going part way. Uh, it really eliminates a lot of those questions, especially like I mentioned the one of gradually reducing the legs on the animals you eat. Uh, but if you're instead doing it where like you're plant-based at home, you eat a vegetarian vegan diet at home, but when you go out, that's when you allow yourself to, you know, loosen up and eat whatever you want. Uh, which is a totally like that, that's not a vegan diet, of course, but that's a totally valid way of getting there. And for some people, that's a totally valid way of, of, you know, settling into something that works for them and makes them end up eating 80% less animals than they were before because now they only eat them when they go out. Um, you know, some vegans don't like that. They want to say, well, you have to go all the way 100% or you're not not even doing anything. Uh, but I don't agree with that. I think if you're doing something, you're 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 making an impact. So 
I, uh, so, uh, just real quickly, my story, uh, I went vegetarian. I went vegetarian pretty much quick, you know, very quickly. I, I wasn't eating a ton of meat already, but like to say that I'm vegetarian, there was no losing of the legs or anything like that, except that for, I don't know, maybe like six months I was vegetarian except at a barbecue joint. Uh, because I loved going to get barbecue, and so, <laughs> so you won. yeah, so that was like the one thing that I was like, okay, I, I'll eat meat, oh, but only at barbecue joints, and uh, and I did that for I don't know, maybe not six months, but for a little while, and then I realized that was kind of ridiculous, and and uh, and stopped doing it. But um, vegetarian was the stepping stone for me, and that was actually you know it was actually great because I you know there were still so many familiar foods, eggs and cheeses, and all these things that I thought I couldn't give up, um, that I still had access to, and that were still comfortable with. Uh, you know, my friends and things like that, that, you know, and people just seem to understand the vegetarian diet, at least they used to seven years ago or eight years ago, whenever I went vegetarian, um, they understood that a lot more than they understood the vegan diet. So it was just kind of, it was a nice like stepping stone for me. And that was kind of a good transition. And then, so that then when I did go vegan, it was still hard and it still took a couple tries, uh, to make it stick, but, um, it didn't seem like nearly as big of a leap as going from an omnivorous diet to to vegan. Yeah. And the thing really that jumps out to me about this uh, approach is like when someone says the thing like, well, I could never be vegan because I can't give up cheese. The answer can be, okay, then you can't be vegan if that's true, but you don't have to be like, you can, you can be, you could, you could keep everything or you can go all the way vegan and you can keep your cheese. And if you did that, you'd be making an enormous impact on animals. So like, that's what I think this type of approach offers is it lets you say, first of all, you need to give up labels for a little while, but maybe you're on the path, maybe you think you're on the path to becoming vegan eventually, but right now you're doing what you can do, which is that. Um, and I don't know, that just made, it just immediately removes this huge hang up that says, well, I can never have this thing again. And if, if like you with the barbecue thing, if it's like, well, I'm going to be vegetarian, uh, but I'm still going to have barbecue when I go to a barbecue place, which is very rare, probably, uh, just because it's, you just don't go to barbecue that much. Um, you know, suddenly, suddenly you're doing it. And then, and then that, I think the very act of doing that makes it way more likely that you're going to one day be able to give up the barbecue because now sure. you're used to it and you feel the benefits and you get to, you know, people get more compassionate even when they start eating this way. They just sort of find this connection to whatever it is, environment, animals, uh, maybe the health. Um, so I think, I think if you can move in the direction, I think that's really the best way to begin is move in the direction uh, in whatever way is honestly the most comfortable for you. Yeah. So, uh, so, so real, we, real quickly, just yeah. like uh, some, some of those ways. So, there's the giving up a, an an animal leg. You know, going from four to two to zero. So, fish would be the last thing, right? Um, there's uh, just going vegetarian, I guess. Um, we we often talk about like uh, vegan before five or vegan at home. Uh, I was I was an at home vegan for a long time where I was vegan in the house and then uh but was more flexible when i was outside of the house um vegan before five is another good one where uh you're vegan before five and then you can kind of have whatever you want after five yeah i love uh, that one you, i think that's i've never actually done that but to me that seems like uh you really because i don't think too many people are attached to their breakfasts and lunches right and and those are things that you can kind of imagine yourself replacing breakfast with a smoothie replacing lunch with something light a good you know uh it doesn't have to be light but it's sort of easy to do a big salad with beans on it or something right uh, and i think most people can can get can get their head around that as lunch maybe some people probably can't some people love that big lunch but you know you can you can do bean burritos or something like if you go out to, from from work to restaurant like you can you can mm -hmm. find lunch things that are vegan it's not too hard um and then you get to keep your dinner you get to have your big hearty you know filling meal that gives you all this comfort 
uh, that isn't plant-based, you can still have that for a long time and or for as long as you want, honestly. So, but like, I, I think that's a great approach. Uh, and something less than that, as even that would be kind of a big jump at the very beginning. You could just start with breakfast as a smoothie, right? And, and maybe you over the course of many weeks, you push back the hour at which you start eating non-vegan food. So for the first two weeks, maybe it's just, you don't eat it until you just don't eat it for breakfast. You don't eat animal products for breakfast. And then, you know, a few weeks later, now it's, you add lunch and then eventually you add your snacks and then eventually you're at vegan before six. And if you want to go further, go further. Yeah. Um, Yeah, Or starting with certain days, you know, you can do Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you can do, you know, I mean, there's so many options, but you know, the point is like finding a schedule that kind of, uh, works for you and is, is, um, you know, comfortable enough. It might push you a little bit, but comfortable enough to where you're not going to completely reject it after a couple of days. And then another thing on these same lines is uh, is the challenge where you do a self-imposed like seven day or 10 day or even 30 day challenge where you do get fairly restrictive. And that's what this allows you to do. It's like if you, if you read it, watch a documentary and you get super inspired, you just, you just can't help but want to go vegan the next day all the way. Uh, then fine, do it. But I would say, instead of saying, this is my forever now, which leads to all kinds of those second-guessing questions of, I can never have this again, uh, just make it a thing that you're saying, I'm going to commit to this for seven days, and I'm going to try it for seven days. And then, at the end of that, I'm going to see how hard it was, and I'm going to see how I feel and how great it was. Uh, And then I'll decide if I'm going to go further and do this for maybe 30 days after that. That was actually how I first went vegetarian. Actually, it wasn't. it It was how I first went to the only eating fish and vegetables approach the zero legs how i <laughs> got from the chicken and turkey to to that next step uh was a 10-day challenge and i loved it i got to the end and i said okay i can do this for 30 days so then it was a 30-day challenge uh and then then i became vegetarian sort of over time and then i even did a vegan when i was like ready to go vegan i was excited about it i did a vegan challenge for 30 days and found it really hard and by the end i was like this i'm just not ready to give up the cheese i'm not ready to give up pizza so i uh I went back. I put that back. But then over the next six months, I found it easier and easier to start reducing it. Uh, I think just having having really pushed myself for a month made it easy to to kind of just start envisioning after that um, what it would be like and, and actually wanting to do it, knowing that I had not failed, but like realized I wasn't quite ready. So those challenges to me, even if you end up going back, to me, they're they're really valuable. They, they really help you uh, feel what it's like and, and decide whether you're ready or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, uh, uh, for me, it was a challenge too that ultimately took me in the right direction. We don't have to rehash it. I think that a lot of people have heard it, but um, but yeah. So the the challenge then convinced me to do that at home for a while, and and then from there it just kind of got easier and easier. Yeah. So anyway, that's uh, those are some strategies for making that transition. Um, we can shift a little bit more into like what do you actually do as far as how do you eat. We talked last episode a lot about what can vegans eat and not eat. Um, but things to look out for, like as we said, this is going to, going slowly rather than all at once is going to ease the the difficulty from, from change. So like uh, if you're an athlete, as a lot of people who listen to this podcast are, uh, it's quite easy if you just go vegan without having tried, you know, gradually easing your way into it. It's quite easy to just suddenly be eating 30% less calories than you were before. Because if you haven't kind of learned the vegan recipes and the vegan ways to get lots of calories in, if you're if, if keeping calories up is important to you, um, it's really easy just to remove the meat and the cheese and then suddenly you have way fewer calories, even though your plate is still full uh, because you've expanded the potatoes or the vegetables to, to fill the plate. 
Um, so you really need to eventually kind of find, I think, find meals that are meant to be vegan meals, not just regular like old square meals that you've removed the meat from. Um, so I think that's, that's again, something that the small step approach really does help. But if you're an athlete, that is something to be mindful of. I had a lot of people who come to me and say, I've tried being vegan for a month and then I just felt like I didn't have any energy. And so often I think that's because they did what I just said, remove the meat from the plate and then don't find ways of getting those calories back in. So like, of course, you're taking in way less energy. You're probably going to feel less energy. So you do need to make sure you, you do that. Uh, for me, it's always been eating more frequently has been the easier way to get calories than to try to get more and more full at a given meal. Because uh, when you eat a whole plate of food, it kind of doesn't matter what it is. You still feel pretty full from having eaten it. Um, so it's hard to eat a whole lot more at mealtime. But uh, if you're eating like not very calorically dense food, which is what a lot of plants are, and that's why the plant-based diet I think is so healthy, um, is that the food takes up a lot of room in your stomach, but doesn't pack in tons of calories the way many animal products do. Um, but anyway, uh, um, th that when you're eating that kind of food, you can digest it quickly, and then you can be ready to eat again two or three hours later. Uh, and so that's for me, that's kind of turned into how I eat. I still have three big meals, but I tend to have kind of fairly large snacks in between them. Yeah, and, and I think that that's probably a big challenge for people. Is, is right, So if you're used to cooking a certain way um, and now all of a sudden you take out the meat or you take out the meat and the, and the dairy, then, then that really only leaves a couple of things on the plate that you're used to cooking. And, um, you know, and the obvious, the like natural thing to do is just expand those. So uh, like you said, um, have some practice figuring out how to cook an actual vegan meal and not just a meal without meat and dairy. Um, but some good ways to do that are, you know, cookbooks. Like we have a couple, we have some go-to cookbooks that we always recommend, I would say. Uh, but, you know, there's also a lot of free meal plans out there. We have some on No Meat Athlete, some that are free, some that are paid. Um, you know, but or just, you know, searching online for vegan recipes from vegan bloggers in particular, not just uh, like, you know, some website that uh, that has, you know, some magazine website or something that has some vegan recipes. But uh, you know, finding finding some vegan bloggers that you trust and um, and looking at the meals that they're cooking and try to emulate those. I think that is good advice. Um, I think a lot of people make a mistake, and maybe it's not a mistake for everyone, but to me, it it seems more difficult. Uh, which is they sort of just try to adjust their cooking to make it now more plant based. Uh, the same old meals, and you'll end up to me, you'll end up kind of replacing a lot of stuff with unhealthier versions. Yeah. Um, if you're just like taking the meat out and replacing it now with, with plant-based meats, of which there are tons of options now and they taste good. Uh, but I don't think that's like, that, to me, that's not the most delicious or the most interesting way to start eating a plant-based diet. Uh, I really would like find a cookbook that you like. Um, it just, I don't know. I think if you find one author, like you just said, who kind of does this, uh, that's a lot better than, than randomly finding a bunch of them all over the internet. Um, You'll just start to learn different techniques and you'll get to know the person and you'll understand why they're, uh, I don't know, what, what nutritional yeast is. Like, why are they using nutritional yeast and what does it do? And you'll, usually, like, bloggers will explain what that stuff is and why they use it or whatever. Um, so I think that's a great idea. Cookbooks, uh, of course, there's the Nomad Athlete Cookbook. We must mention that. Uh, but there are lots of other good ones, too. Doug, you, uh, I think you've liked the Oshi Glows Cookbook. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, we uh, have both, or my wife and I have both really enjoyed the Oshi Glows cookbook. Um, and another another really good one, especially for beginners, um, is Isa Does It. Uh, her, I don't, I don't, is it just Isa Does It? It's called you know? Isa Does It, yeah. Isa um, Chandra Moskowitz is her name. 
because it those recipes are super simple. You know, like Oshilos, they're a little bit more complex. They're delicious. They're fantastic, but they're a little more complex. The Oshi or the Isadaza ones are just super simple. They, you know, never take more than 20, 25 minutes to make. Um, and they're often really comforting foods like, you know, for example, the lentil roni yep. is like a, That's a good one. bolognese sauce, is that what it's called? Um, uh, but without the meat in it, it has lentils in there instead. Um, and it's like, it's just so hearty. My daughter loves it. We love it. Um, and it's and it couldn't be more simple. Yeah, I would highly recommend that one as well. In fact, I was going to mention it. Um, to me, that's a really good mix between healthy food and slightly indulgent food, which to me is like the seitan. Uh, and if you're listening to this and don't know what seitan is, it's it's basically wheat meat. It is wheat gluten that uh, usually is flavored a little bit uh, to taste like meat. And it you know if you cook it correctly, uh, which usually just means kind of lightly browning it. Um, it, it does taste, or it, the texture is remarkably like meat. It's not exactly the same, uh, but it's pretty close, and you have it a few times, and then to me, I'm just used to it, and like that's that's meat texture now. Um, so there are there are several like stir fry recipes that use that, and there are a couple of tofu ones, but then there are always a whole lot of vegetables and things in the meals as well. So like it feels kind of like you're eating takeout or indulgent sort of food sometimes, uh, but they're also really usually there's lots of lots of good ingredients in there. So that's a great book. Isa does it. Um, yeah, so that's books. You know, some people are gonna be fine that way. They they'll just find recipes. They'll they can they can put together their own meal plan from that. Uh, we have a free one at nomadathlete.com/vegan-meal-plan. Uh, that is very simple framework. It's like starts with the smoothie in the morning, uh, salad with the beans, and usually a, a plant-based nut-based dressing. Uh, always a plant-based dressing, but a nut-based dressing often instead of oil if you can avoid it. Um, and then, and then dinner, the grain, green bean, which I think we mentioned last episode, uh, which is just a very nice, easy template for putting together dinner meals. Uh, and lots of the things in Issa does it would fit the grain, green bean uh, format. So you can go get that there if you want to have a little bit more hand-holding as far as like what to actually eat. Uh, and then we've got our, our transition to plant-based program, official app that's called 8020 Plants. Uh, it's at 8020plants.com, the number's 8020plants. Um and that is a really good, uh, you know, method kind of based on, on how people change their habits uh, and based on doing exactly what we've talked about, gradually moving someone over time towards a plant-based or depending how you define plant-based, you could also say it's mostly plant-based, uh, but moving them towards the diet that, that is where they want to end up, um, which, you know, in, in our ideal world would be 100% plant-based, but if it's not that for you, then, you know, so be it. Uh, so check that out, 8020plants.com. And Doug, we've got one more little bit of thing. We almost didn't want to put it in here in fear of making the episode too long, um, but kind of the, the soft side of all this, which is how do you stay motivated? How do you have a support group? Uh, how do you, we're not going to get into how do you talk to friends about this because that, that's its whole own topic. Uh, but like, you know, you could do all the things we just talked about and not have ever involved anyone else, not have anyone else even know you're doing this. Uh, which would be fine, but that's not the best way to create change. Because if you're hiding stuff from everyone around you, or if you're, you know, just don't have someone you can go to and say, "Hey, how do you do this?" or "What do you do for this?" or "What meal is working well?" You know, what what meals do you like? That helps so much, and especially if you've got someone who you live with who's also eating this way. Uh, you know that that we can we can do this is way easier than I can do this. So, what are the ways to do a little bit of that? We've mentioned quickly documentaries. That's a good one just for kind of increasing motivation. Uh, 
helping you realize that there are other people who do this. You get to see a lot of the benefits. Uh, like all documentaries, these things are kind of biased towards the, the good or to whatever their agenda is. Uh, I guess that's not true of all documentaries, but of all, uh, all documentaries that are trying to get you to go vegan. Uh, so you'll get lots and lots of positive. And, and honestly, when you watch those things, that's usually what you're looking for is you want that kind of, uh, stuff. So you, you see all these really, really glowing reviews and possible health transformations and all this good stuff. Uh, so watch those. They're fun. They, they really will give you that boost, uh, at the beginning. I think more practically than that would be, and actually, you know, more helpful in long term would be finding other people who, you know, who do this, uh, you know, Doug, this is more your department than mine, the old uh, social relationships thing. So why don't you, why don't you talk <laughs> you know, about talk, Talking to people and, you know, yeah, being friendly. You know, doing um, activities like yeah, people. <laughs> no, I, I, think, uh, I think you're exactly right. I think that, you know, the one probably the best piece of advice, aside from, you know, the steps or whatever, uh, for someone to be successfully transitioned to a vegan diet for the long term is to have uh, have a support system. And I'm not talking about an elaborate support system. It could just be... Uh, a friend, it could be, you know, someone you, you just, you know, barely know, but that you can ask some questions to um, that just makes you not feel like you're crazy, not feel like uh, you're different or unusual. And, and just to kind of bounce some ideas off or to, you know, go to a vegan restaurant and not have it be like this big thing because you're dragging a non-vegan friend to this restaurant. Um, you know, that just, it goes a long way in normalizing the diet for you and for, um you know, just, just making it feel more comfortable. Uh, so, you know, if you can find that in person, like if you have a partner or, or a, a good friend who is, is vegan or is willing to do the transition with you, then absolutely go that way. Um, if not, then there, you know, look for vegan meetups. And I know it's kind of hard right now with uh, restrictions around meetups, but, you know, make, be, uh, search for groups in your area. Um, I know like in Asheville, there's several in Black Mountain, there's even one. Um, uh, you know, for, of vegans who kind of get together and have a potluck and, and meet and hang out. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and if you can't find it in person, I mean, there are places of the world, even several places here in the United States where there just might not be a vegan community. Um, go online. You know, we have our Pulse community, which is a, is a paid community, but uh, that's kind of where a lot of people are finding support. Um, there are plenty of free ones as well. Uh, in different on Facebook and, uh, and elsewhere, you know, having just those, the, that community to ask questions to, uh, again, just make you feel like you're not in this by yourself. Uh, I really think goes a, a I don't know. It, it really goes a long way in helping you be successful. Yes. I mean, I mean, plant-based diet, veganism, uh, almost anyone who eats this way also wants you to eat this way because so many people, you know, do it for the animals or, or, or they just experience great benefits and they want to share that. Uh, and probably too much. We want other people to eat this way because it, it gives us a bad name, I think, and makes people think that every vegan is trying to convert them. Uh, but all that is to say is that when you reach out and find a group of people online who are vegan, you say, hey, can I, can I come play? Uh, they're going to usually say yes. It's not like some exclusive comic book convention or something where they're going to say, no, you're not, you're not uh, nerdy enough to join this, this cool thing. <laughs> Fair to say, right. Doug? Yeah, I think that's I think that's pretty fair to say. And even even if you're not like fully vegan, you know, but you're just veg curious, um, you know, like our running groups, for example, uh, you know, we don't have any restrictions around having to be vegan or vegetarian to join them. But as long as you're just like open to it and you want to like learn more about it and be associated with that kind of mindset, you know, I think that like that that's that's what a lot of these groups are are looking for. Yeah, definitely, and that's actually a good point because you can, as much as I said, there's all this openness. Uh, 
there also there tends to also be sort of extreme sets, I guess, within plant based where like you'll show up and you'll say, Hey, I'm new to this and they'll say, Okay, well then you need to stop eating oil and you need to stop having refined flour because that's ground and it's not gonna be absorbed by your body the way a whole thing so like people go too far with it and they immediately want you to go all the way and they don't think at all about this small steps thing so like you know i i just i would find a group that is appears to be very welcoming and opening and and like if you say hey i'm vegetarian and want to start there they're not gonna say oh well then then you know you're not doing enough you know (laughs) so make sure it's not one of those uh but it should be you should be able to tell right away obviously yeah all right good doug adequately answered a question i think check yeah, two weeks in a row. Uh, probably took longer to do it than we intend to, but that's okay. So again, if you want to see us talking about this for some reason, go to YouTube and uh, <laughs> look for what's what's our the question that this will be under is uh, how to go vegan. How to go vegan? No, me that how to go vegan YouTube. You will yeah. probably find it. Um, and this this podcast will probably go up before the video does because uh, of the editing of the video, but uh, it'll go up soon after. Cool. Um, Good. I'll close on a little story. Yes, good. Love to close on a story. My my daughter is three, almost four. Uh, we'll be four in December. And, um, you know, when just went back to preschool and they have snack time and uh, she's the only vegan in the class. Um, and so she often eats a different snack or, uh, you know, misses part of the snack if they're having yogurt or something like that. And, um, um, and apparently last week... Um, someone asked her at the table, they were all the, you know, eight kids sitting around a little table, the little chairs. And someone said, why are you vegan or what's vegan or something like that? Cause Eliza's like really vocal about it. She's like, I'm vegan. This is vegan food, you know? So, um, uh, and I, and she actually had an answer. Apparently the teacher told uh, Katie about this. She had, she's like, I don't eat animals because I love animals and my food is healthy. <laughs> and I guess the, I guess like the teacher was a little concerned that, uh, you know, projecting that right. all the other food is not healthy, but, <laughs> um, but she like had an answer and she was proud of it. And, uh, we, she wanted to tell me about it when she got home. And, uh, and I was like, you know, do you ever miss, miss not eating the other stuff? And she's like, sometimes, but I like being vegan. So I want to be vegan. And oh. I don't know, just like it warmed my heart, man. It, <laughs> I, was yeah. like, I was like, okay, all right, we're not torturing our kids. This is good. That's good. Yeah. My, my daughter actually recently talked to me about that, about kids asking her, uh, and that the teacher would often explain it to the kid what it is. Uh, but she said that she also explains it. Because they both have Nomi stickers on their water bottles that they bring to soccer. So people ask them what it is. Mm-hmm. And they say, I'm vegan. And then always the next question is, what does vegan mean? Because most kids just don't know what it means. Yeah. Uh, which isn't too surprising. Because most adults didn't know what it means five years ago. Uh, but yeah, it, it is really cute to hear to hear their reasons for doing it. Especially when they're pure and good. Uh, like <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Good. Thanks for listening slash watching, everyone, and we will be back soon. That's right. Take care. All right. Bye.